all comes back from the, the scouting department. And I've been railing against scouting for so long, and I don't know how to feel about this Bill Schmidt thing. You are pretty upset about this. I just I, – it, it's like a nothing thing for me. It's it's okay. Yeah, you're, you're an ex, you're, you have scouting experience. You're decent at scouting, but like, Aaron, if I give you a sheet of the top 30 people in the draft and I said, here, go in the first round and draft somebody, what's the chances that you're going to hit on somebody that is decent enough to at least make the big leagues? Okay, say I give you that chance for five or 10 years. What's the chance that five or 10 of those guys at least make the big leagues? Like, yeah, but like, not every one of them is going to do it. I understand that, but like a couple of them definitely will. What if one of them turns out to be a, take. a freaking all star MVP person? Right? That's a bad take. What if, what if, if one is like one of the greatest shortstops ever if he's healthy? And then you got story too. Like, there's a solid group there that's it's hard to really say, like, oh yeah, he just got lucky, you know. And- let me throw in the third round pick or second round pick of the best third baseman ever in the whole league ever of our generation who he found in the second or third round. Okay. Yes. I, I understand that, but like how many people got drafted to in the first round that are kind of whiffs. 50 50 in major league drafting rooms is solid. Yeah. I think you could do that. If I gave you a list. I've never really felt like we've been bad at drafting. Somebody that's actually qualified, give me a list. Okay, we're going to do an experiment. (laughs) We're going to do an experiment for the next 10 years. I'm going to give you a list of the top 30 prospects before the draft, and then I'm going to have you draft them, and then we'll see in 10 years (laughs) which ones actually pan out. And then we'll see if you actually do better than a – director of scouting for a major league team that sounds fun if you set it up i'll do it that's easy we just have to be friends for the next 10 years can you guarantee that not if you keep this bullshit up (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's what i'm worried about yeah you understand who you are well you know you you're you're becoming a dad so it's only going to get worse so, I'm gonna have. I'm gonna be so bored just holding a crying baby that I'm just gonna have just lists and lists of prospects to pour through. <laughs> You're gonna have so much free time after having a baby that it's just gonna be. <laughs> it's gonna get out of hand. No, nah, this is a pride thing. This is a. Uh, this is happening. I, you have a week. He found Dexter Fowler in the 14th round. There are a lot of players that didn't pan out as I look through this. Exactly. Exactly. There's a lot of players that don't pan out in general, though, like for any teams. You know? I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure there's only been two over number one overall picks um, that have actually made the Hall of Fame thus far. Ken Griffey being one of them. Well, Trout's going to be. And Trout's going to be. Uh, Bryce Harper's probably going to be, um, but there's only like one other overall number one pick that actually like made it. Think about the number one picks that just completely whiffed 
Mike Capel. You remember that name? Yeah. Yeah, I remember the name. He's out of baseball. He's there's not. a lot of there's a lot of players like that. That's why I don't know, like baseball drafting specifically is just it's really just kind of a crapshoot, and it really comes down to the development, you know. Thank you, but, thank you. That's my entire point. That's my entire point is that Aaron would have the same luck as <laughs> the Aaron right. would have the same luck as as a Bill Schmidt. No, I'm just saying there's like more room for error in baseball, but like if you consistently hit very solid picks. Like, I can't really argue against a lot of the picks that he had, you know? Like, even, like, um, like Francis, you know, that wasn't that his first pick or something like that? Like, yeah, you know, there's, there's a lot of solid – like, too low alone is just like, okay, you know? That draft was stacked. That draft was stacked, though. You had Longoria that went right before him. And Longoria played in the same infield with him. And Longoria is still playing. So yeah. you could argue Longoria might even been a better pick, right? No. Come on now. You just said Longoria was better than Tulo. Is that what you just said? You don't think so? You were just full. Hell no, dude. Well, like, you can't put in, like, what is wrong with you? What are you talking about? Longoria is still playing. That doesn't make him better. Longoria is like, the offensive piece in the winning San Francisco Giants lineup right now. No, you're an idiot. What are you talking about? You're an absolute idiot. Longoria <laughs> went to World Series. These are just out <laughs> oh. I, I, I just don't want to. I don't want to say anything. I just want you. To <laughs> this is crazy. Evan I can't believe that you guys are even thinking about this right now. Tulo was way better, dude. Tulo would have been a Hall of Famer if he stayed healthy. And I can't really say that about Longoria. Longoria, healthy. Longoria won Rookie of the Year. Tulo got robbed Rookie of the Year. Don't bring that up. Yeah, like these are all like – it's like saying, oh, Derek Jeter had seven gold gloves or whatever. It's like who gives a shit? <laughs> Green jacket, gold jacket. <laughs> Who gives a shit? <laughs> That's a damn jacket. It's going to keep you warm. <laughs> okay. All right. Just, just give me a freaking second here. Their stats are very, very similar as eight years ago. <laughs> Found an article that was comparing them eight years ago. Their stats were like eerily similar. Similar. 160 career doubles for Tulo. Longoria had 161. Tulo's batting average was 292. Longoria's career line was 276. OPS for Tulo was 868. Longoria's was 877. Like, they were just, like, neck and neck all the way through. I'll give, I'll give Longoria some credit because that's – I didn't really realize he was that close in comparison. And he was a good fielder as well, so – Longoria, he, he's made three all-star games, whereas Tulo made five. So, I mean, that's something there, I guess, but. It's just like uh, Tulo Longoria's played... career, career war, his career war is 56.4 Longoria's. 
Obviously, having like a gold glove third baseman is very nice as we got to experience, but like Tulo played the most premier position and was the best at it at the time. Like he was the yeah. best, best hitting shortstop and fielding shortstop basically through his whole prime. Yeah, I understand. But so Tulo's career war is 44.5. That's 10 below what Longoria has and Longoria is still playing. Is Tulo it? That's why Longoria is still playing. Longoria. Okay, and here's the thing. Tulowitzki, Tulowitzki, how many gold gloves did he win? I don't know. I know. Tell me. Just guess. How many? Four. No. Okay. <laughs> Tell me. Less. We're Less. actually guessing. Like, these, comparing awards and all-star games and shit, like, that's not – that doesn't matter, man. That's literally freaking, like, a publicity stunts. How many gold gloves did Tulowitzki win? I'm asking you. Two. Yeah, he won two. How many did Longoria win? Five. Three. Okay. <laughs> and Three. Tulo's at shortstop. Like Longoria's at third base. That's not an easy position. You want to, okay? Do you want to say Arenado and his six gold gloves is fucking bullshit because he played third base? Okay, I'm I'm not even gonna entertain. Like, if you're talking about gold gloves and bullshit awards like that, like it's like okay, like. Bringing Jeter into the discussion, Jeter had more gold gloves than Tulo. Who are you taking defensively at shortstop? Hang on, am I taking Jeter in his prime? Yes, defensively. Yeah, it's always about the player in the prime. Jeter versus Tulowitzki in their prime defensively. Yes, yeah, yeah. I'm taking Derek Jeter. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> wow, what that's a walk off. Why, why not? That is a walk-off. Okay, look at that play that Derek Jeter made him against the Oakland A's oh in the playoffs. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is like – You're trolling us. <laughs> this is not intelligible. Or that one time he ran – caught a ball and ran an extra 15 feet and fell into the stands. Like, that was gold glove worthy. Oh, my God. I have to get Mike on this now. I think I have to get Mike on this. This is a whole. This is just yeah. Dumb. This is a whole thing. I can't believe we're sitting here doing this. <laughs> this is a thing. It's happening. We're comparing. And we're contrasting. It's good stuff. Seriously, if Tulo wasn't hurt so often. Hey, that's not even a part of the conversation. No, I'm not. I'm just going back to the day. Just how great would Tulo have been? Oh, dude. Like, he was just, he was so fun to watch. Like, he was a no-doubt Hall of Famer. Yeah. Oh, projection no Tulo was basically like Arenado. Like, it's just Arenado staying healthy. Just a shoe-in Hall of Famer if they stay healthy. Elite on both sides of the ball or – plate or whatever you want to say it was just like just so fun to watch I love those like all-around great players where they just show off every play and do it yeah it's not it's not like uh you know somebody out in right like kind of like Blackman where his defense is pretty sus but 
he can hit nukes and hit for average, you know, like Tulo and Arenado were just lights out both sides. And uh, yeah, it's making me sad. That we just like wasted that. Yeah. When would you say Troy Tulowitzki's prime was? 2007 to 2012? Um, Probably like, yeah, like pretty much up until we traded him. What was the that? 2010 season. The 2010 season. Just looking at it. That was definitely his prime, but the, the, the sad part about it was is that the team wasn't competitive. So Right. But we're just talking that, about Tulo, like you said. I looked up his defensive war and fan graphs. Mike's on it. And he had a 12.1 defensive war in 2010. That was sixth in the majors. These names in front of him are crazy. Brendan Ryan, Alexi Ramirez, Stephen Drew, Cliff Pennington. They were all They're just straight gloves. Yeah, that's all they were. Um, When would you say Jeter's prime was? 2002, like his prime. Yeah, 2002, 2001, defensively, one year. Uh, I would say 2005 or 2007. Let's go 2005, since you're an idiot. I'm not. I'm right. 12.1 was Tulo's D-War. Hold on. I got to scroll down a little bit until I get to Jeter. One second. (laughs) Jeter, negative eight. (laughs) Not even kidding. It's not close, dude. Jeter was trash compared to Tulo defensively. Like, it's not even – it is not even a discussion. Jeter made all the fundamental plays within 15 feet range. Wow. Jeter was straight shit defensively. Negative 11. Hey, let's back up. Let's back up. Let's back up. Negative 11 D war in 2007. Troy Tulo's rookie year had a 22 D war. Sit down, man. Okay. <laughs> Jeter made two nice plays. I get it. You know, okay. but that's Very nice. It. Very nice. Okay. <laughs> I didn't realize how awful a take this was. In 2007, <laughs> in 2007, Troy Tulowitzki, 2007, he accounted for 31 runs saved. Okay. Um, Derek Jeter, in his best year at shortstop, accounted for three runs saved in 2009. Jeter was not a good defensive shortstop at all, which is surprising because if you watch Tulowitzki, where, where did he get his inspiration? He wears the number two because of? Derek Jeter, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so, you know. <laughs> so, yes. All right, you guys have a good night. I'll see you, I'll see you out there. I need you to get back to us, whether it's with a write-up or with some audio, Longoria versus Tulo. I need you to dive into that. That's um, – I can't believe it. I thought Jeter was so much better than that. Maybe redeem yourself <laughs> a little That's bit. That's because he was all over fucking ESPN all the time, dude. They yeah, only, I mean, not only that, but, I mean, Tulo Whiskey, he said, who's your inspiration? Derek Jeter, Derek Jeter. Well, he was everybody. Every shortstop growing up loved Jeter. Just because okay, but that's okay. The way so when media. you 
They are see... actually looking at his defensive war, though. <laughs> yes, I know. But every single time, whether you're in slow pitch softball or adult baseball or whatever it is, somebody fields the backhand and they do the jump and they throw it to first base. Who do you think of? I think of Troy Tulowitzki. But he got it from? Yeah. Yeah, like I said, yeah. like Jeter just knew how to make iconic plays, but outside of that, he had no range. He was not comparable at all. He just made some flashy plays and like ESPN unfortunately, yeah, shoved it down our throats for 10 years. You're unfortunately, you're <laughs> absolutely right. And I, <laughs> I am just now coming to grips that I have been watching fucking Yankees propaganda year <laughs> after year after year. <laughs> yeah. Via ESPN. This is this is really bad. So yeah, this is this is to really Jeter's bad. credit. He is very good captain, very good leader, has the respect of the game and all that. He had all those intangibles that made him great. Mental game was 101%. Like, he knew everything about it. But just, like, as an athlete, I don't think he hit over 300 more than three times. He was very average. He just was durable and played and for the clutch. Yankees. Yeah, durable and clutch, played for Playoff the Yankees. Playoffs will do this to you. Don't cloud your mind. Granted, you know, he did win a bunch of rings, so, like, that's, you know, like, that's kind of what it comes down to at the end of the day. If you're if you're the shortstop on winning teams, like, you're going to get that credit. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's, he's the Steve Kerr of the Chicago Bulls via the, the – <laughs> Yeah. Good, good for him. That is – wow. I'm just – I don't even know what to do with myself right now. <laughs> Heard so much ridiculous stuff in this however long we've been doing this tonight that I I don't know. <laughs> Are you ready for some more ridiculousness? Because I got it for you. Evan Longoria over his career has defensively defensively has saved more runs. He saved 94, 95 runs over his career. That's a cumulative. That yes, I know. Yes, more. I know. But I'm going to get I'm going to get a little deeper. Just give me a chance here. <laughs> Troy Tulowitzki over his career. Okay. He saved 94 runs. Okay. So Evan, at this point in his career, he's he's passed him by one run. Okay. By the end of the year, who knows? Evan could be negative more and Tulowitzki could overtake him. Now, your point that is cumulative is taken i want you to know that evan has three years in his entire career three years that he has had negative defensive runs saved okay i want you to know that troy tulowitzki also has three years okay in a in a in a shortened career compared to evan has three years too that is negative okay there is only one year where troy tulowitzki was like a different planet okay everything else has been pretty average and Longoria has been average for the most part just played longer so you know my point being that Longoria I don't know I feel pretty good about my take here well Tulo's bad defensive years came when he was a yep. broken old man it's not true 2012 Colorado Rockies had negative six, negative six defensive runs saved. 2006, 
when he first came up in a September call-up, he had negative three defensive runs saved. In 2007, the only year that, that Troy Tulowitzki was like on a different planet defensively, 2007, Troy Tulowitzki saved 31 runs, which is more than double his next best year, which is 2010, where he saved 16. And then everything else between there is three, nine, two, nine, seven, and that's it. Even in 2016, when he was with Toronto, he saved nine defensive runs, which is better than 2013 too low, better than 2008 too low, on par with um, 2015 too low. I mean, he but, was good, but, but there was again, one year he was really, really good, and then the rest of it was kind of a, the same. You're, you're still, like, taking a, a cumulative stat, though, and he, like, was injured a good of, a lot. We're saying, like, while he was playing, you know, like – when he was healthy playing, which wasn't very often, but like, you know, the 2012 year, like that, I don't know what year he, well, he got hurt like every year, but there were a few years there where he was like pretty severely injured and was still playing for quite a bit. And then they end up shutting him down, you know, like obviously he's going to, he's not going to be a great defensive player, you know? So, I don't know, like, maybe look at, like, games played along with it, but. Definitely need to do more research on this to convince me. Well, I think I think longevity, like, has to play a part. Like, you can't just ignore, like, you can't just say, well, he's, he's injured, so therefore we give him. Well, for, for Hall of Fame talk, absolutely. But, like, I'm just kind of. Like, we all know Tulo's not going to be a Hall of Famer, but, like, we're just saying when he was at his top of the game, like, there wasn't anybody better at shortstop, you know? Yes, I, I'm i not going to disagree with that. 2010, 2000, 2010, 2009, and 2007 Tulo. Yeah, it doesn't get any better than that. Yeah, that was just the disappointing thing. It was like every year it was just like something like he tore his groin and then his hamstring and his knees. Like it was nonstop. Okay, well, and this is this is the really frustrating part. How about the year he got pissed off and broke his hand because he made a bad play or struck out and broke it in the tunnel? I thought I thought he got hit by a pitch. No, he he definitely got pissed off and broke it himself. Really? Yeah. Can I keep bringing up bad takes that James has had? No. Crone went yard again. Tied the game 2-2. Okay. Crone was a bad one from the second I said it. So, it's not that it's more bad takes. It's just that that one was extra bad. And we just need to keep reminding people. Yes. I don't think we need to remind people anything. And Justin Lawrence is now on the bump. Okay. Let's go. Turn in. Tune in. And- Tune in. You are so bad at this. You're such bad takes. All right. And that's – thanks for your banner. See you guys. Thanks for going. Go Rocks. Woo! Woo! Awesome.